Hi, welcome to the Barry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. And I'm Jason. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming back one of our favorite experts, favorite humans, Kayla Gergen. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to talk with you today about a topic that we know is top of mind, especially during the holiday season, and that is mindful movement and meals, right? During the holidays, we can think that things are crazy, or maybe they are a little bit more crazy, and we lose sight of maybe our bariatric journey. And we want to talk to you today about how we can remain mindful during the holiday season when it comes to movement and and to meals. So before we dive into that conversation, though, I want to hand the mic over to you so you can introduce yourself for people who have maybe never met you before. Yes, my name is Kayla Gergen. So I am a registered dietitian, bariatric coach. I've always worked in weight management, and I would say over the past almost like five years now, it's been specifically with uh, women and men before and after surgery. The last two years has been on my own, but it has been quite the ride. (laughs) And I just love like that community or that connection between really the anatomy changes, I think after surgery and just like that psychology. So really connecting like the biology changes and the, again, the psychology I've been using things like CGM with my bariatric clients, just to see again, like connecting those two pieces, because as you guys know, I feel like it's so much about that mental transformation and coming into the holidays is an excellent time to practice. So yes, we have our work cut out for us this time of year. We were just talking before we hit record, right? About how, you know, sometimes I I feel like in my personal bariatric journey, I can use the holidays as an excuse to kind of like, oh my God, I just can't do this. It's just too stressful. And then I use it as a reason to like back out of my bariatric journey, so to speak. But this is really about a season of leaning into the bariatric journey and learning how, right, how how we live as bariatric patients is just how we live at all times with the holiday sprinkled in, right? So just kind of reversing it a little bit. Okay. Conversation is going to be amazing. Uh, If you would like to continue to connect and learn with Kayla, she is an expert in the Berry Nation support community. She teaches classes for us uh, every single month on nutrition and even rucking. If you guys want, oh my God, I've taken a rucking class. It's freaking amazing. If you want to know about rucking, that's where you go. Uh, So we invite you to continue to learn and connect with Kayla in in that support community. You can click the link in our show notes uh, to join us. And she is going to be teaching classes this holiday season, really on the topic that we're going to talk about today. So this podcast is going to be like a primer. So if you are ready to really dive in and understand how we can lean into our bariatric life during the holidays, become a member uh, and, and take her support today. Okay. I think I did it. I say we just dive in. Let's do it. We'll do it. Okay. So, you know, I always like to start off podcast episodes by making sure we speak the same language. And since we are talking about mindfulness today, we want to start with your definition of mindful, right? What does it mean to be mindful? Yes. Um, Such a big question. I feel like that's a term that's just kind of thrown out nowadays. And we're just like, oh, I'll be more mindful. I'll be more mindful. But what does that really mean? And I think for, for most people, I like to take a step back and just, it's doing things on purpose, like just getting yourself out of autopilot. Like you think about like driving to work, for example, you're just, you're totally oblivious to anything that's going on. And it's just kind of bringing mindfulness back to the little moments, the big moments, and just being purposeful, whether it's tracking, you know, if you're, you know, logging your food, for example, why are you doing, are you doing it just to like check that box? Or is it like, 
an experiment that you're kind of digging into if it's movement, are you being purposeful or are you just, you know, knocking out 30 minutes on the elliptical? Like what's your, what's your purpose and what's your intention? So I think it's just like going into a lot of those, you know, maybe bariatric tasks with intention or, you know, regardless of any piece of life, just what are you hoping to get out of it? And maybe, you know, thinking with like that end in mind, like kind of playing everything backwards, what you hope to get again, whether it's from health, whether it's from work, whether, you know, it's from personal areas of life, it's just kind of bringing that, that intention to the present moment. Yeah. I mean, so many people like the, the stress of the holidays, even if it's not like 90 miles an hour, with your hair on fire stress, there's still a level of elevated stress in the holidays, regardless of what that looks like. And so many people just kind of think like, oh, the holidays are coming. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. So I don't have time. Like April say, you don't have time to stack one more thing on top of it, whether it be water, vitamins, protein, whatever it is. Like you just don't want to think about one more thing. So that's usually the one that, that you jettison to go. But thinking of it in different terms, like you had said, of being mindful, you can always wrap that back around to that's one thing you can control in an out of control situation. So when a lot of people think, oh, it's just too much stress, I'm just going to knock that out. Well, in reality, that may be the one thing that grounds you during the storm. You can hold on to that and be like, oh, well, at least I can control my protein, my vitamins, my water. I'm going to take a minute and go take my water break and vitamins, or I'm going to go walk around the block because it's time. It takes you out of that stressful situation. So mindfulness comes on many levels. Like not only are you being mindful of what you're doing for your, you know, for your bariatric journey, but you're being mindful to relegate your stress in that, you know, regulate your stress in that situation. So you can take yourself out, go do your walk, take your couple drinks of water, come back. And you may find that, you know, that's a more pleasant way to deal with your holidays. Absolutely. Well, and I think all of that, like the things that you mentioned, it's all forms of self-care. And I feel like those two tie together, like mindfulness and self-care and, I think during the holidays, like a little bit of self-care is what keeps you sane, really. Oh my God. Well, and and I was having a conversation with another Barry Nation expert earlier today, and this light bulb kind of went off in my head. And I think I was just maybe remembering or whatever, reconnecting with it. But before surgery, I was never mindful about anything, right? The disease of obesity almost takes away your ability to be mindful because the only thing you're thinking about kind of is like food or hunger, right? The, the disease of obesity clouds it. And after surgery, we have the ability to be mindful. And it is truly a skill that we have to be intentional about practicing because for so long, I don't know about you guys, I was just checked out. I didn't think about, I didn't think about anything that I think about now. And now I do have to think about those things. I do have to be mindful if I want to make progress. Turning the autopilot off. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, because that's the thing. So autopilot and you being in control will both get you to the same place. But if you don't remember how you got there, you don't remember what happened on the way. That's how you stray from being mindful and saying, I'm not going to eat this or pick that up or do this or that because I'm in control of the journey. So I'm not going to stop off over here and do this, or I'm not going to get stumbled up by this or that because I'm the one that's driving. I'm the one in control. So you steer yourself towards, you know, your goals that you set for yourself that day, you know, and, and turning the autopilot off becomes something different at that point. 100%. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys.
time, Caleb, sure. though, you got to know, he does this every single time, right? I could spend hours working on show notes and thinking about the conversation, and then he just splits it. It's like, oh, boom. Oh, okay, cool. Teamwork My makes God, the dream work. It is. <laughs> it is what you do. But man, Jason, what a perfect analogy. It's true. Autopilot or driving yourself is going to get you to that same destination, right? But on autopilot, you're not enjoying it. There's no intentionality behind it, right? You're not doing any of the work. And there is a lot of joy in doing the work. We're denying ourselves some joy by leaving our lives on autopilot. When we engage that intentionality, when we engage the mindfulness aspect, we're getting a lot of joy out of that work. Right. And I think it's like anything that's worthwhile, I feel like never comes easy. You think of like, oftentimes there's a lot of like strength in the struggle, but I think there's a lot of satisfaction there too. Ooh, there's a t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Or a graphic. Well, and this is, um, so this is a question that we have asked um, on our podcast poll. So if you, uh, if you guys head over to Spotify and you follow us there every week at the podcast, we're, we're posting polls and and questions. And, And the poll that we would like to know for, for this episode is, do we find that, that stress during the holidays kind of limits our mindfulness when it comes to movement and, and meals? Like, is this something that, that you have experienced before? Is this, is this something new? And Kayla, that's really a question for you too. Well, I think there's a lot of reasons to be stressful during the holidays. It's like we get tested from a lot of different angles. Your boundaries are tested, whether it's, you know, finances, time, energy, family. I think sometimes more family means, you know, merry and bright for some people, but then for some people, it means like more people time. So I think especially like in introverts, like balancing that extra stress with extra rest and just really kind of seeing where you're being tested again, like leaning into, you know, what are some of these uncomfortable emotions coming up and just kind of staying the course, staying in the car, staying, you know, off autopilot and being intentional with some of those things. Cause uh, on top of that, like boundaries being tested, I think we ha- we don't have as much structure to lean back on. So if you have a lot of these like really great routines, oftentimes those get tested. So if you can find structure where you can, I think that's really key in just helping again, kind of stay the course through the holidays, you know, versus you know going off the rails, if you will. <laughs> well, and we you know we've talked about this too in, in previous kind of <clears throat> towards the holiday episodes when we talk about this, like you said, the structure of it is so important. So if structure is something that you truly depend on to get through your journey, to keep you from slipping and doing things that, you know, don't necessarily align to your journey, then coming prepared to all of those functions is the best way to to keep that structure in place. Because we talk about, you know, things of food pushers and things like that. Well, you know, Nana Joe made her, you know, famous cheesecake and she made it just for you. And she wants you to make sure you have a bite. And, you know, it, it without wanting to hurt anybody's feelings, you can always just let them know, you know, I, I understand. I appreciate what you've done. Like you always have, you know, start that kind of with the, with the love and respect of, you know, I appreciate what you've done. That's awesome. I really would love to. However, you know, you always come up with, well, this is what I brought for myself because I, you know, with, with the journey that I'm on right now, I can't necessarily do that X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. So, you know, coming as prepared as you can for those types of situations will lower the temperature of those situations. Like you don't have, if you already have everything lined up, like if you showed up and somebody asked you to eat something, you don't have anything planned. You're just going to go, oh, no, I'm just going to eat this. You know, I I can't do that. Or you're going to be more susceptible to fall into whatever it is they want you to eat that may not be aligned for you. 
And so coming as prepared as you can will will help kind of like we said, lower the lower the stress of that situation. I want to add like to like coming into those situations prepared, but I think having a plan for after the plan. Because of what I find a lot of times too when I'm working with clients is they sail through the one day that they planned. Now they're stuck with leftovers. Now they've got all this, you know, maybe foods that they don't have around usually, or just kind of like that, I don't know, the relief of making it through a stressful family event maybe. So I think just having a plan for maybe the next day, the following day, and just how are you going to rebound and <laughs> yes, kind of have the plan for day of, but then also the the plan for after the plan. I was going to say, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. We, uh, we presented at Bariatric Society's retreat with Laura Grabo on exactly this. And yes, we spent time thinking about and, and walking people through what is the plan for the day of, but where most of the work actually lies is um, where, where most of the work lies is afterwards, right? It's not the day of, it's the day after that that matters. And if you don't have a plan for that, then it almost kind of defeats the purpose of having a plan for the day of, right? Because if the day of is great, but then you go home with leftovers or you go home with, with emotional things stored up here, you're just going to kind of undo that work. So you really do have to think about what's coming up ahead, not just the day of. And it's a holiday, one day. Oftentimes, I mean, it's a string of days sometimes, but it's a holiday. Like, what are you doing for that day? And then again, yeah, those following days too. <laughs> Obesity is an isolating disease, but we can fight back with community. You don't have to do the bariatric journey alone. And we invite you to join us in the Barry Nation support community. You can access and attend over 80 live virtual support groups led by therapists, classes led by experts, and meetups hosted by peer moderators just like Jason, Natalie, and myself. If you know this extra layer of support will benefit you, join us today. Visit www.barrynation.mn.co or click the link in our show notes to join us today. We'll see you in the nation. Well, because I kind of feel like the celebration aspect will kick in if you make it through the day. Like if you don't, like you guys said, if you don't have that plan for after, you may make it through the day and be like, oh, well, I did so good that day. Now a piece of pie is not going to hurt me as much. Or I could do this now because I, I made it through the day and it's awesome. So uh, it, it really is the, the, the after is really just as important as, as the day of. So. So I think we kind of covered this, but I just want to make sure that we re reiterate it, right? There are a lot of reasons to remain mindful during the holidays. Are there anything that you think we really need to elevate? Like, I, I guess what I'm hoping people leave this conversation with is, is not only understanding what mindfulness is and how we can practice it during the holidays, but why it is just so important, right? We've talked about control. We've talked about like, um, you know, feeling empowered. Are there other reasons that people would want to remain mindful? That's a good question. Well, I think, you know, if we think of, again, like the autopilot, maybe analogy, I think like, do you want to enjoy those moments? Like being intentional again, like regardless of, you know, whether it's time with family or, you know, keeping the course with your bariatric journey. Um, 
yes, that's kind of a hard question to answer, but <laughs> I would say whether it's like meals or movement, I think there's, there's so many benefits to that because, you know, even as simply like down to like some of the physiology, like when you're mindful during a meal, you're going to eat less, you're going to be fuller faster. And there's, you know, some studies, if you're chewing your food more thoroughly, it's like you can extract more nutrients. So I think there's again, like that connection between like the biology, the psychology, and you've really got kind of both pieces of the puzzle there. Well, and I, I really appreciate what, what you guys have both said for me personally, the holidays was a time for me to default to chaos and stress and check out and just not worry about anything. But when I did that, not really great things happened to me in terms of my metabolic wellness. And I really have had to learn after surgery that being mindful is a tool that I can use to, to stay the course and really just to feel better about my holiday, you know, overall, I used to get so stressed out about all of the different events. And it's like, oh, I'm never gonna be able to stick to a diet, or I'm never gonna be able to do this because of all these things that I have coming up. But when you actually sit down and look at your calendar, I mean, maybe it's, five, 10 meals out of, you know, the hundred meals that we could be having during the holiday season. Those five eating events are not going to derail all of the progress that you've made. Um, but if we are not mindful with just knowing that kind of math, it, we can, you know, we, we can take ourselves down a path that isn't helpful or that is a little bit even harmful during the holidays. Uh, and, and I think it's just mindfulness, again, it's just such a powerful tool that we can really use to, to be in control, to have a different, more productive holiday than maybe we ever have before. And if you're worried or scared about it, the other thing that I would just say is you're not going to know until you just do it. You have to try it. You have to try it and see if this is something that is going to work for you. But if you don't try it, you're never going to know. And I think too, you can do holidays differently. You know, whether you're in your pre-op journey or your post-op journey, you can, you don't have to do things just because you've done things like that every year. Like, I think again, like being more mindful, you can be like, do we really even like doing this? We have this meal, but does everybody like it? Or we've just kind of in the routine of doing it and being more mindful, I feel like again, like helps you lean in and just really kind of establish like whether those things are serving you or not. Mm -hmm. Well, and in the vein of what April said, you know, the, the, five to 10 meals. I'm going to dust off one we haven't said in a while, but planned eating events. Like you can make those five to 10 meals, your planned eating events. If you know you're going to go hard in the paint on somebody's lunch, you need to take breakfast and dinner easy. That way you can, you can do that. And you don't have to have the guilt and the shame that come with it, that you overdid it. Cause I know for me, the holidays used to be planned eating events the other way. Cause I would just like, that's the one day I could pile a plate to the sky and nobody would say Jack because everybody's plates were piled to the sky. <laughs> so like that was the one time I felt, you know, really comfortable in doing that. But now I know that, you know, with the capacity we have and the things that we want to do that, you know, we can, we can still plan around that and have one or two of those, you know, five meals or so that really, you know, that we really want to have. And it does not have to end in a shame spiral and you really feeling like you've just blown it all out of the water because, you know, you're taking care of yourself the rest of the time, which is also where the mindfulness comes in. Yeah. And I will say too, like not saving yourself for those meals. Like oftentimes I see, I'm not going to eat all day. I'm just going to wait for this one meal. And yes. then you just like really set yourself up to like go overboard. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like crap after. <laughs> Are you feeling stuck or alone along your bariatric journey? Is the once a month surgical support group just not what you need? 
we invite you to join us in the Berry Nation support community, where you can connect, learn, and grow with fellow patients and experts. It's a place where you can practice your bariatric life, get the tools and resources that you need, and just let loose and have a little fun. Our private community is open to patients in the pre-op or post-operative stages, and we even offer support based on the specific stage that you're in. The community is amazing, and you have two full weeks to try it out before you commit to a membership. Visit us online at www.berrynation.mn.co or click the link in our show notes. We want to see you in the nation soon. We, we, we talk about this all the time. I mean, I feel like, yeah, but Jason, when you said that the plan eating bit, it's like, that brought me back to like, yeah, Berry Nation a year ago. Um, but yeah, it, it is so important that we stay the course during the day, right? We we want to continue. So let's say that we we have a holiday meal, that dinner that night that we're going out to or whatever it is. Your, your morning and your afternoon, everything leading up to the event stays the same, right? Your sleep, your movement, what you're eating for breakfast, your vitamins, your hydration, nothing changes. All that you're doing is saying, oh, I'm planning on enjoying this meal or this type of food for this singular meal. And then when that meal is done, you're right back to like regular programming, so to speak. There's no reason to, to blow an entire day for one one meal out of that day. That one meal really doesn't have to, we don't have to give that one meal all of the power. We're like giving our power away when we do that and we don't have to. Right. And I like how you said it, like regular scheduled programming, like thinking about how you bookend your day, like getting back to the routine and the structure. It's like, what does your morning routine look like? What is evening? Even if it's just a couple things that help kind of set that tone, help again, set you up for the day. And at the end of the day, kind of bring you back to center. Yep. Be mindful. Right. Well, and that's it's a perfect segue into the the next uh, question we wanted to ask you. Or what what are some some things that we can do to be mindful when it comes to the meals that we choose to enjoy during the holidays? I think Jason hit it before planning ahead and then having a plan for after the plan. So even if it's just like setting some time aside, it doesn't have to be a perfectly curated meal plan. But I think uh, more importantly to just being you know, mindful at mealtime, I had one client who she made it her mission to like throughout the holidays, all she was going to do, the one thing she was going to focus on was eating from a plate. And I think that's one way just to help from grazing and picking and we tend to gravitate towards food. So just having something, having all your food on, on your plate, I feel like it helps you kind of, you know, follow whichever guidelines you're, you're looking at, but you're so much more mindful. And I think that is one strategy. She was like, that saved me through the holidays I maintained and it didn't gain anything. I was able to enjoy it, but then also it makes you slow down a little bit or second guess, like, do I want extra helpings of that? Or, you know, I'm having this already. Maybe I'll save that for next time. So that that's one strategy. Um, again, the book ending your day, like kind of thinking about morning, evening routines. I think oftentimes like sleep is one thing that's underestimated. There's more social events. So really prioritizing sleep because I think the ripple effect of not getting enough sleep, you know, if you don't have the energy, you don't want to work out, your blood sugar is out of control, you're more stressed. So I think just kind of setting some boundaries there too. So with your time, with what your, what your daily tasks are. So maybe challenging yourself to choose like two, three max non-negotiables. So just having like your daily non-negotiables, what are those two or three things that, you know, maybe aren't the simplest or or most easy things to do, but that might have a positive domino effect. So if you know, Hey, if I get my 20 minute Peloton ride in, 
I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to eat healthier. So maybe that's one checkbox. So kind of picking those, those things to, again, that might have a positive ripple effect on other areas of life and help kind of add structure. So I love the daily non-negotiables because you can really customize that to whatever means the most for you. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, the, the eating from a plate is so smart because it's something we don't think about and you can spoonful and fingerful and grab this and, and pinch that no you know taste a little bit while you're cooking and you i mean you, you can run yourself right out of the meal by doing that very thing and it's something we don't think about because it's what we've always done so that's that's pretty genius another thing i tell everybody is to go containers at the dollar store or wherever you may go are priceless when it comes to having all the leftover food everybody gets a to-go box everybody takes it so by the time it's done all you have to do is clean up a little bit and there's nothing left for you to for you to be tempted by because if it's there you're gonna want to eat it because we all do the thing oh we don't want to go we don't, don't want it to go to waste we don't want to do this like we made all this spent all this time cooking it like we might as well eat it if it's here like well it's not there so you know you've, you've given it all away so you don't have to worry about it. it's just less stress you have on yourself if you want to save yourself back one little plate do that and then send the rest of it home genius genius all right. What about movement? What are some things that we can do, Kayla, during the holidays to to remain mindful when it comes to our movement? I think, again, planning ahead, like just thinking seasons are changing. So we're at the time where maybe your outside walking routine comes indoors and knowing what that transition is going to look like. We have shorter daylight hours. So I think that's an easy excuse, like, oh, really not feeling it today. So whether it's kind of scheduling those things in advance um, having everything laid out again, like that plan can, can be helpful. Um, as far as movement goes, doing it with someone too. So if you have an accountability buddy, I think that can, that can really help. And even bringing that to like maybe holiday events, maybe it's planning an activity versus doing something else. So I think just being active and taking some of that focus off of food, when you're looking at you know, holidays in particular, it's like, what can you do to get moving? Is it a walk or is it, you know, some sort of active game or even like charades, like things like that, where you're, you're not able to eat at the same time. <laughs> you're, you know, food's not the main dish, like you've said. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in, and you know, that's going to be a time you're with family. Most of the time, there's going to be some type of smaller children around at one point or another. Go out and play with them for a minute. Like take a second, go in the yard and run. Go do the things like with the kids that they're doing. Because at that point, it doesn't feel like exercise at that point. But you're still getting movement in. It, it's not like a, I've got to go walk around the block for 20 minutes. I'll be back. Like that's way different than if you're just running outside and playing with the kids. Like that's you don't even know you're doing it, and you probably get more exertion out of it do, by doing it that way than you would if you were to walk around the block anyway. So, and it's time for you to just step away from all the stress and just kind of hang out and be a kid again for a minute. When we were preparing for our um, workshop with Laura Grabo, we spent a lot of time talking about non-negotiables, just like what, what you were saying, Kayla. And one of the big aha moments for me that actually came when we were like brain, brainstorming with Laura was I would always go into my holiday and I would plan out the holiday, all the events and the fun or whatever, right, I had to do. And then I would plug in maybe some things for me. And in talking with her, she was like, that's actually backwards. You plan in your life. That's the non-negotiable. And then you plug your holiday into your plan. And I was like, what? I mean, I was like, 
are you kidding me? There is no way. Like that's bananas. And she's like, is it though? Like you say you're, you're, you're saying it's bananas to put your needs before like a holiday. And I was like, Oh my God. So when it comes to movement being, um, you know, intentional and really being mindful about movement means you schedule that into your day first. That's what goes on your calendar first. And then you plug in the, the fun holiday stuff. And if the holiday stuff conflicts with the that plan that you have for movement, you have two choices. You say no to the holiday event or you move your movement around. But the movement has to happen before the fun. And just in those conversations with her, it has really kind of changed um, how I'm starting to structure my life. Because if I am more mindful about these things, I'm going to feel better about everything in general, including the, the holidays. And yes, the weather is changing and, and we do have to get creative with how we intentionally move, right? If you don't have a treadmill or, or exercise equipment at your home uh, and you don't have a gym membership or you don't want a gym membership, that's just not you know what, what, what you're into, we do need to get creative. But there are so many free online resources like uh, Get Fit with Rick. That guy's amazing on YouTube. So many videos, right? 10,000 steps in your home. We're not talking about hardcore, you know, workout, anything like that. We're just talking about, can you take 10, 20, 30 minutes a day, be intentional with movement in your home and check that off before you move on to the fun. It's not that it's not a, you know, this or that it's a, this and that, but again, it's, it goes back to that intentionality. Right. And I think for people pleasers, that's really hard this time of year because you want to say yes to all the things. But I think when you say yes to one thing, that means you're saying no to probably something that's on your self-care list. And whether, like you said, that's movement, that's making sure you've got meals for the week. You just you have to kind of figure out what you're willing to give give up and your return on investment on some of those things. So I know you like books. I love Finish by John Acuff. So it's uh, a goal setting book. And it's really simple. He's got good humor through it, but I know he talks about basically you have to choose something to suck at. So, you know, it's going to be a busy season. If, you know, you have priority a, you have to choose something that you're willing to maybe back off a little bit. So if I'm going to go all in and make sure I stay you know, on top of my nutrition throughout the holidays, I'm going to make time for meal prep. Maybe the thing I'm not doing as much is cleaning my house. I'll clean it once a week. I'm not going to, you know, take that time. So it's kind of a give and take, if you will. So that's actually really good as far as taking it in terms of because so many people look at it as just this insurmountable mountain that they can't climb. There's no way I can add that on top of everything else that I've got to do. So if you find one thing to scale back on, that actually makes it a lot easier to comprehend, but also a lot easier to complete. So, I mean, that that's that's perfect sense in that aspect. And telling a people pleaser that <laughs> you need to put yourself first during a holiday when you're planning events for people, is <laughs> that's going to be monumental enough. So finding one thing that they can scale back on is going to help a lot of people, I think. Oh, my God. Like, literally, the, all these things just all of a sudden mashed together in my head because one of the best visuals one of my therapists gave me was about, like, your life force. You don't have more life force to give. And right. And if we imagine like we have beakers and they're filled with our life force, you can't make more life force and like fill them up. You literally need to pour from one into another when you need it. And that's exactly what you described, Kayla, right? Like we have to, if, if we're going to really focus on this, then something's got to give. What is going to give? 
And if we're picking something that we can give that isn't necessarily going to take away from our bariatric journey, but you know, help us balance out what is going to be important this holiday season. We're not stressing ourselves out. We're not asking for more of ourselves and what we have to give. We're just simply taking from something for a little bit so that we can put more over here. Absolutely. I think, like you said, too, you're kind of moving those pieces and with the different seasons of the bariatric journey, too. I think that, you know, there's a there's again, a give and take, and that's going to change, you know, with holidays and maybe the start of the new year, you can go all in on something else. But again, what's going to give, I love the like beaker analogy analogy. I have like a a great visual of that. (laughs) When, when my therapist gave that to me, it was like, I mean, you you can hear something 99 times and on the hundredth time it finally sticks. And um, and I'm a very visual learner. And when he explained that to me, I was like, oh my God, I totally get it now. Right. He was just like, stop, stop asking yourself to make more life force. You, you, what you have to give is what you have to give and you have to take it from other places. If, if you want to remain sane. And just when you said that it was, it just reconnected all of that, all of that learning for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. You've shared a lot of amazing things in this podcast episode. What are, what are the big, or what's the one thing that you hope people take away from this conversation? I think like heading into the holiday season, like going back to our topic of mindfulness, it's, I think creating that pause, like even if it's just a couple seconds to, you know, create some space to really see again, like whether things are serving you, whether they're not, how can you adjust and leaning into some of that discomfort. So I think some of that added stress that comes with the holidays, you know, kind of digging in, like, why, why are these emotions coming up? Where are they coming from? Is it worth it? Do you need to set some boundaries? And I think, again, like you said, using it as an excuse to kind of check out of your bariatric journey, using it as an opportunity or, or an experiment to really kind of lean in and lean into that discomfort, lean into community. So I think it's an easy time to just say, hey, I'm too busy. I can't, you know, I was going to do this class, can't tonight. And as hard as it is to maybe click, you know, join that Zoom meeting sometimes oftentimes you're going to leave that feeling better than when you first got there. And I think just, again, that's a a form of self-care when you're taking that time to yourself to, to really feed back into yourself. So ultimately leaning into the discomfort, leaning into community. And I think through the holidays that will just help mindfulness. And again, just, you know, shutting the autopilot off and, and really seeing what's on your priority list. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense in the aspect of leaning into it to figure out, kind of unpack a little bit of it and figure out why the discomfort is there in the first place. Because of so many times we just leave it in the box and kick the box to the side and say, we'll get to it later. But it, like you say, it just compounds the stress that we're already going through. If you have some time to sit back ahead of the holidays and know what's going on enough to unpack that a little bit, you can't control or move past something or around something until you figure out exactly why it's there. So taking the time to do that, you know, a lot of people, well, I don't have time to do that. Well, you're investing that time in yourself. First off, you're worth the time to sit back and think about it, you know, and unpack that box and figure out exactly why it is. Because at the end of the day, that box being over there, it may be out of the out of the way, so to speak, but it's still there and you still know it's there and you're still going to see it. And it's still going to be clutter. So the faster you can get rid of that clutter, the less stress you're going to have moving through and moving past the holiday on the other side of it. Because once you get done and you're, you know, you're kind of beat down from the holidays being so stressful anyway, then you're going to look over and go, 
oh, that box is still there. Now I got to deal with that shit. So, you know, if you take it in stride and kind of move through it in sections, it's going to be a lot easier for you to do. And, you know, at, at that point, like I said, you don't have as much stress at the time if you can kind of unpack those things little bits at a time. Don't let those boxes become a part of the scenery. Exactly. This is like mic drop. This is like mic drop podcast. Like there's going to be 50 sound bites that we're going to use for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Just coming from this very simple conversation. Freaking A. So true. So true. Uh, Jason, what about you? What, what What's the takeaway that you're hoping people are leaving this conversation with? I really hope that, you know, they, they take the information that we've given and really arm themselves for the best foot forward going into the holidays, because I, if I could have one thing from everybody that listens through the holiday, you know, before the holidays, I want everybody to come out the other side and go, wow, I've never been so prepared to move through a holiday season than I was before this episode. dropped. I would echo that. I would echo that. We're, we, we really have embraced this concept of lowering the temperature, right? Some, some, uh, some of the times our mindsets and our actions really just raise our temperature and we just boil over. And when we boil over, we don't have the capacity to actually stay engaged with our bariatric journey. But a lot of times we're, we're raising the temperature on ourselves and we can learn to lower that so that we're always just kind of at this, this temperature that allows us to, to really kind of see what's going on, make rational decisions, right? Not panic. Um, and like what you said, Jason, like, you know, remain engaged and not just put it on autopilot. Cause when we boil over, we, we default to autopilot and we've been living like that for far too long. We had bariatric surgery to really have a different life. I think what trips people up is you don't realize what the work of having a different life is until you are there. But if you have the if you have the ability, right? If you have the the, the privilege to to be here, you really do have an opportunity to to craft a different life for yourself. One that yeah is a lot of work, but is rewarding and fulfilling and exciting and and uplifting. You know, f- filled with hope. But you you got to do that work. Kayla, it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. If you like, like what I uh, said when we first started recording, if you want to continue to learn from Kayla, or if you just want to continue to talk about how you can be mindful throughout the holiday seasons, we invite you to join us in the Very Nation Support Community. Kayla teaches classes in there. She'll be joining us for some live social events there. Um, and it really is a safe place to kind of practice this work of weight loss surgery. It's where you can go to to ask your questions and to try on some of these new mindful things and and reflect with patients and and other people who know exactly what it feels like to live with the disease of obesity. So we invite you to join us over there. You can just visit us at www.berrynation.mn.co or you can click the links in in the show notes. And Kayla, you are very active on social media. You have your own community. Where can people follow and find you? Yes. I would say the best place to find me is on Instagram. That's where where you'll see all my recipes, tips, cat videos, what have you, but you can find me at Kayla or at Kayla Gergen RD. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We so appreciate your time and your expertise. My pleasure. Yes. Can't wait till next time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll see you there. Jason, my friend, you want to take us out? Yes, ma'am. To the community at large, we want to thank you guys so much for all of your support, the likes, the shares, the subscribes, the 
you know, letting just letting other people know that we exist because without you guys and word of mouth and the things that we do in the community, um, you know, there's so many people out there that wouldn't get the help that they need and deserve. So we thank you guys so much for that. Um, don't forget, you can always leave um, your reviews on your favorite podcast player or our YouTube channel because those things just help push the, you know, the podcast out to people that don't know that we exist yet. But other than that, we thank you guys so much. And at the end of the day, remember, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.